I hope that you all had a wonderful time with your family because when you think about the birth of Christ, it's a time in which we celebrate many things. The birth of Christ is something that brings hope to people all over the world. As we look at the Old Testament and we read some of the prophecies that the prophets spoke literally hundreds of years before, what we find is that God was speaking hope to people. Oftentimes we will read scriptures such as in Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 5. It says that Jesus would come as the seed of David or a Messiah would come as the seed of David. And it says that days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the righteous one. Do you realize the turmoil and the problems that's going on? Each time that we find these incredible portions of Scripture that promise about the coming Messiah, when they're written in Jeremiah, Jeremiah the weeping prophet, when they're written in Isaiah, when they are written in Micah, they are written to a people who are getting ready to come under judgment, or who are already in a place of great judgment and turmoil. So we find these pieces of hope, and we pull them out, and we sing songs about them, and we remember them, but we need to understand the context in which they are spoken. They are spoken to people who are hopeless. They are spoken to people who have already been carried off into captivity, who are in the midst of being carried off into captivity. And in the midst of that, the birth of Jesus offers hope to men and women back then, and it offers hope to you and I. Isaiah the prophet spoke this. He said that the Messiah would be born of a virgin. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child. And will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. What does that mean? It means God with us. To people who felt that God was so far away, this birth of Christ that they were prophesying about would be that God was with us. To those who felt so hopeless, God was with them. Micah prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem. In Micah chapter 5 verse 2, but you Bethlehem. Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. The prophets also promised us that Jesus, or that the Messiah, would be worshipped by men and presented with gifts. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3, it says, Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Verse 6, herds of camel will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephath, and from Sheba will come 
bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Verse 9 of that chapter, Surely the islands look to me, and the leads are the ships of Tarshish, bringing your sons from afar with silver and gold to the honor of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. In Isaiah chapter 9, it talked about who this Messiah would be. In verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. To a people in the midst of turmoil and strife and national problems, he says that he will be called the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. All of these prophecies were fulfilled through Jesus Christ's birth. There's many others that we don't have the time to go into. For example, Rachel weeping for her children. What was it speaking of? It was speaking of Herod as they went out and killed the babies in the area of Bethlehem. But I have another promise. I have two more promises that I want to share with you. Because I want you to understand this, that every single one of God's promises will come true. Every word, every jot, every single line and precept that was spoken from the mouth of the Lord will be accomplished. And you can bank on it, my friend. You can be assured, I don't care. See, these promises were spoken to people who it just seemed so dark and it seemed so hopeless and it seemed like what there's nothing for us. We're at the end of our rope. There's absolutely nothing for us and for our people. We're being carried off into captivity. The temple had been ransacked and they were overrunning the Israel. To these people, these promises were made. And there's some promises that God has for us. And I could spend all day... According to the Lord's own word, and we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left to the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Whenever he came the first time, he was born in a stable, in a manger, with the animals, not a lot of fanfare. Some shepherds heard about it and came. Some wise men came from afar, but the vast majority of people did not know anything about his birth. This next time that he comes, they'll definitely know. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, and with the voice of the archangel, and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Another promise that I want to share with you as we get ready to close talks about from Revelations chapter 22. And it says, Then the angel of the Lord showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. 
On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Listen to this. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. The promise to you and I who are his servants is we'll see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of the lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. That's the promise to me and to you. Just as there was a promise hundreds of years before about a baby who will be born in Bethlehem, about the situations and the circumstances that would be surrounding him, about what they would call him, and all of these things, about all these promises, and every one of them were fulfilled, and every one of them came true. So too, every single promise of the Lord will be fulfilled. And you can count on it, my friend. You can bank on it. As we celebrate Christmas this year, I want to remind you once again, we're not just celebrating a baby in a manger. We're celebrating a Savior who has come to deliver his people and to keep his word to us. At Christmas time, there's much reason for hope. There's much reason for joy. There's much reason for me to be able to proclaim to you peace on earth. Why? Because the Messiah has come and he has rescued his people. Father God, as we celebrate Christmas this year, we say thank you for coming. Thank you for giving your life. Thank you for God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. As we remember your birthday today and recognize your birth, Lord, we pray that our hearts will be filled with joy and peace because we know that every one of the promises that you've made to us in your word will be accomplished for the glory of God. And we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to thank you for being with us. We pray God's peace and his blessing upon you and your family. May your hearts be filled with joy. May your relationships be vibrant. And may God continue to give you the strength to live out his life through you. Blessings to you.